Well, hi and welcome. 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 I sound like I'm from the South. I'm in Montana. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. We're really happy to have you here tonight. Um, we're going to talk. Uh, oh, I guess I can say it now. I guess if I do it too loud, I don't want the Facebook gods to come after me. But this all has to do with COVID. Yeah. I think people can start talking about it maybe on social media now because everything's kind of turning around a little bit, turning a little different. But I don't know how many of you guys heard the uh, Supreme Court in New York. Um, well, they they kind of sided with hospital employees who were um, not allowed to keep their jobs because they wouldn't get the COVID shot. And uh, it, Alan Thayer sent me the article. I'm not going to sit here and try to... Uh, to delve into it without him. Um, he's got some really good insight. So let's just get to that. That's your intro, dude. How do you like that? Powerful. So, Powerful. so, so to put some perspective for people who don't know who you are, um, <clears throat> you, um, you were handling this for some people here, the same, you're an attorney for people that are doing the same thing here with, is that right? Yeah, I, it was my privilege to help hundreds of people with uh, religious accommodation requests in response to vaccine requirements. And for the most part, we had a pretty good experience with that. Um, there, there are a few exceptions, and the Portland area hospitals were absolutely terrible. Um, but, uh, but for the most part, uh, uh, we were able to help a lot of people. So this New York decision, I'm going to read it. New York Supreme Court reinstates 1,400 unvaccinated city employees with back pay. The opinion, though, is interesting because you say the Supreme Court in New York is not like the Supreme Court in Oregon. How is that? So for Oregon and probably 48 of the other states, you think of you have your trial court, which is typically called a circuit court. You have a Court of Appeals. Not all states have a Court of Appeals, but most do. And then you have the Supreme Court, which is the final authority in uh, the land. Federal uh, system, you have district courts who are the trial courts. You have courts of appeals, which, uh, which are called circuit courts. And then you have the Supreme Court. In New York, the Supreme Court is the trial court. So this is the lower court. And then they have uh, courts of appeals above that. So this isn't a final decision. No, I'm sure the city of New York is going to appeal it. They'll come after them like stink on poop. So in terms of what this does, though, I mean, the, the thing you brought up and I thought was interesting. And, oh, I forgot. I mean, this is really I'm so excited to get into this uh, this topic that I, I forgot. Our sponsors signed uh, Cristiano Family Dentistry, where everybody is welcome, vaccinated status or not. He wouldn't kick you out for either one. Um, and uh, right now is a really good time to get in before the holidays for your dental appointments. Buck Sanitary Service. Um, I don't expect you to wait for a Bucks, but you know what? If you're having a party, a wedding or anything like that, show some love to our sponsors. And New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center, uh, Matt McCarl, he's offering uh, coming up in November for Thanksgiving. He's going to be offering the best deal of the year. You get you can buy up as many treatments as you want, hyperbaric or light treatments. And it's all this big, huge. It's a it's called Green 
Friday or Green Saturday. I can't remember which, but it's a good time to buy your stuff. Okay, so back to our topic. Alan, hey, before you do that, I, I just want to say I saw one of your sponsors' trucks yesterday, a Bucks truck, and boy, they have these huge graphics on it. I hadn't seen that before. It, you know, for for what it's carrying, it looked very fancy. <laughs> they carry a lot of shit, but you know, they look good. Yeah, <laughs> Scott, Scott right now is actually in Europe. And he's been taking pictures with porta potty companies all over Europe. And it's hilarious the names that he's come up with on these things. So it's pretty funny. So, so Alan, what you wrote to me, and I thought this was really interesting because I posted it last night. It, it, what, what, what's bigger than the decision, because it's going to be this is going to go back and forth, back and forth, was what they said, some of the statements they said. Um, I wrote them down. I don't know. You, you have them in front of you. But um, Tell people what those statements are and then why they're so interesting. Yeah, um, it was very interesting to uh, to have a New York court. And New York courts are thought to be among the most liberal courts in the nation, um, probably more so than, than Oregon courts even. Um, but uh, the court slammed vague denials of exemption request. Um uh, but this this one court came right out and said, being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19. Um, I thought that was very interesting. Um, and then they point out the CDC guidelines requiring quarantine and isolation are the same for vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals. We're seeing right now employees in some workplaces where the requirements for unvaccinated employees are very different than for the vaccinated employees. And, and this is something that they may want to hang their hats on. And, and I suspect there might be some people who are watching this who know, who know that I'm talking about them. But this is something that they may, may want to assert. Um, the vaccine against COVID-19 is not absolute. We certainly are aware of that. They even <laughs> made reference to the president's comment that the pandemic is over. Interesting, they, they talk about an emergency and how emergency is for a limited period of time. But uh, we've gone from emergency rules to what appeared to be permanent rulemaking. And they said that is for the legislature. That's not for administrative administrative agencies. Now, one of the things about this case is it involves public employees, not private employees. So uh, we need to we need to keep that in mind. And there are some differences between those. Um, he also but, said but they but they came right out and said that. Um, that the vaccine mandate is not just about safety and public health. It is also about compliance. If you don't comply with our orders, we're going to punish you. Very interesting to see a New York court make a, make comment about that. They also used, they said in there that uh, Biden said the pandemic is over. That's what somebody just said. Didn't sleepy Joe say that the pandemic was over. And that was one of the, yeah, and too. And, and the court specifically made reference to that on uh, uh, page 12 uh, and at footnote 8. It says the vaccine mandate was not just about, oh, that's what you said. It's not a commentary on the efficacy of the vaccine, 
but how we are treating our first responders, the ones who work day to day. That's pretty interesting. That's my favorite, uh, favorite quote out of the entire opinion. So what do you, what do you take? You're helping people. You're trying to, are you still, do you still have cases? I mean, is I had someone write me recently um, from uh, that worked at, I think one of the hospitals in your area. And they said they still were being threatened with being fired. Yeah. And, and now what they're doing is they're requiring people to get tested and nationwide, there's a low percentage of people who are getting the boosters. I, at least that's what's reported. Um, and we have helped a few people with, with exemption requests uh, for the booster. Now, they, these are people who went ahead and, and were vaccinated under threat of losing their job. But the more they learn about the vaccines and the more they learn about some of the religious objections to the vaccines, they, um, they have filed um, requests to be exempted from the boosters. So I know that both Betsy and I'm pretty sure Drazen had said in an interview that if, you know, that these people should be hired back. Um, the only person not saying that is, is Kotak and obviously Kate Brown. Why, if, if this is pretty much over now, um, I know I heard Biden is so funny because one week Biden's saying it's over. And then I heard him on an interview um, here in Montana. It was on a radio station and he was saying people need to get the vaccine and the booster. It saves lives. <laughs> it keeps people, you're still getting it. You know, and, and I think people are just done with that whole idea. Um, when, you know, why aren't these people being hired back and why are they still being punished for something that is not really as life threatening as it is? I mean, you know, people keep going, oh, well, this many people a day are dying. Well, how many people do die of the flu um, every day? How many people die of other things? It, I don't think it's a it's a pandemic anymore, is it? No, I, a lot of authorities have said it's. It's not a pandemic. It's what it's called an endemic. Uh, the court knew comment how the people, the people with COVID now are so much higher than when they adopted these emergency rules. And yet we're, we're not seeing the same sorts of fatalities. And for most people uh, who, who test positive, the symptoms are reportedly pretty mild. So what do people do if they're sitting home and they did get they are laid off and they're and it's good. school districts are doing the same thing. I hear that in Oregon, parents um, still can't volunteer in the classroom if they haven't been um, vaccinated. Well, I, I think that they would have some of the same arguments that uh, were asserted um, by the by the court in New York. Um, if it's a private school, that's different. But if it's a public school, you still have these issues, what's called equal protection. And, um, and so it's called an, an arbitrary decision if you're treating one group of people different than another group of people. You have to show why they are different. And um, I, I think that with the, some of the actual science that has come out, with some of the statistics that are out, um, it, it might be worth challenging some of these things or at least filing requests for exemptions so as to get the conversation going. 
So the biggest deal about this decision, I think what what I liked about you clearing it up was I think most people think, okay, that's the Supreme Court. If it went through the Supreme Court in Oregon, there obviously could be an appeal, but it's a much bigger deal than this is in New York. But what is the big deal about this then for you? Well, I think the big deal is that reasonable minds are starting to look at this and where they this court acknowledged that at the beginning of the pandemic, we gave uh, deference to public health authorities, but um, it's it's not permanent. It's those are temporary rules. Uh, the president says it's over in New York. The state of New York had lifted their declaration of emergency. Governor Brown has lifted the declaration of emergency in Oregon. And now is the time to start looking at all this in a new light. Um, you asked some why questions earlier on. I think it is the court recognized that um, these mandates have started to become about compliance. How dare you not do what we told you to do? Um, it's time to strip some of that away. Well, and, and what seems so weird is that, um, as I understand it, hospitals are desperate for people. Um, schools, I mean, it, it, people are desperate for employees, and yet we still have these restrictions. It's like, you know, get the hell over it. You know, it's time to move on and start putting people back in their jobs. You can't dangle. It really is a compliance thing. It's like, you didn't listen to us. You didn't, you don't get to get away with this. That's not your job. Right. That's right. Oh, unbelievable. So why I have you here for a second, um, we got our election coming up and I know you're kind of big in the, in the uh, Republican world of politics and you understand what's going on. Um, what are the latest numbers you're seeing with Drazen, Chris, Christine, and uh, um, Betsy, and uh, and uh, Kotak? I know tomorrow there's there's a big dog and pony show in Oregon with Bernie Sanders and all they're bringing in. I think Wyden's going around. They're all traveling around the state to um, to try to drum up the Democrat vote. The um... We don't want to forget there's also uh, Senate and House races, and I think there's some good news in Senate and House races. Uh, labor Commissioner, it. yeah. And Labor Commissioner, I don't think we're going to like uh, the result that's going to happen there. Um, so the Oregon Senate, currently there's uh, 18 Democrats and 12 Republicans, which is a three-fifths supermajority for the Democrats. Um there are predictions that uh, um, Democrats will drop from 18 to 16 and Republicans will go from 12 to 14. There's an outside possibility it could be a 15-15 tie. But under either scenario, it looks like there will no longer be a supermajority of Democrats uh. in the Oregon Senate. Same thing for the House. Uh, currently 37 Democrats, 23 Republicans. It takes 36 Democrats for a supermajority. There are uh, predictions that the uh, Republicans will take anywhere from 25 to 28 seats. Um, 26 seats is probably likely. Um, and that would mean there's 34 Democrats, 26 Republicans, and um, that would be two Democrats fewer than a supermajority. So um, um, 
Republicans aren't in control, but at least the power of the Democrats will be lessened. And uh, uh, that's good news. That's good yeah, news. It's, 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 you know, you don't want a supermajority of any party um, in my world. I mean, that's dangerous stuff. And we've been working towards this for so long and gerrymandering district lines and Senate lines. Um, to get to this point. And it's and now we see what the cost is when we sit on our hands and don't do anything. Somebody wants to know, what are the chances of getting rid of Wyden? Well, not this election. Yeah, slim pickings this time. Yeah, it's not going to happen this election. Um, the uh, From what I can tell, I have not seen him. And maybe others in other parts of the state have a different experience, but I just haven't seen much from his opponent of any kind. And Wyden's ads are very dishonest. I mean, I yell at the TV when I when I see them. It said uh, the cost of uh, barrel of oil has gone up 20%, but the cost of gasoline has gone up 40%. Well, I kind of hate to tell them you don't put crude oil in your tank. You refine it. There's cost there. And step of the way, there's a ratcheting of the cost. Um, right. Very dishonest. And he can... He can introduce all the bills he's want, but it's not going to get 60 votes. So it's not going anywhere. It's just something for him to talk about. So I think they're dishonest, right. but I don't, I, from what I can tell, um, I think he's going to have a pretty easy night on election night. Um, but you asked about the governor and many of us thought um, back in April when it was announced that Betsy Johnson had the best path to be the victor over Tina Kotek, the alternative to Tina Kotek. And um, I was uh, invited to some meetings right after the primaries and uh, the Johnson campaign had met the metrics that they had set for their campaign in terms of polling. By the time of the primary, they were ahead of schedule. They had, they had the path on how they were going to get to uh, to victory, and then the United Supreme Court uh, decided the Dobbs case, which overruled Roe versus Wade, and I think that really caused for uh, some disruption, um, maybe not to the campaign, but to the voters who they were um, counting on to move away from Tina and those uh, counting on to move away from Christine and to coalesce around Betsy. And so right. that that hasn't happened. So what we've seen, what we've seen uh, probably uh, into September, beginning of October, we're seeing Republicans starting to leave Betsy for Christine. And that's given Christine a bump in the polls. Um, but my concern the entire time is that Democrats would also start leaving Betsy. And a couple days ago, the Oregonian put out a new poll poll results. And it shows just that, that Chris, that Betsy's numbers are continuing to fall. And now while Betsy's numbers are falling, Tina's numbers are rising. And, um, the, the smart money says that at this point, this is Tina's race to lose. Um, and I'm not real optimistic. Love Betsy. I love Betsy. I thought that uh, um, if you can't have a Republican, she would make a great governor. 
Um, would love to see Christine win that race. I mean, I mean, that would be my number one priority, but it just never seemed likely. And I'm afraid that it, it, it may not be likely. <clears throat> and I'm yeah. probably going to get some, hate from some of your viewers. It has, this has everything to do with numbers and polling and, well, and, and what's happening with the electorate. People don't understand is that it's a strategy and, you know, and if, if, you know, and then I think I had so many people on there going, well, Betsy just needs to get out. She's a spoiler. No, Betsy was saving Drazen, keeping Drazen in that race. But now if Democrats are moving away from her and to Kotech, um, you're going to end up right back where you were. Yeah. And if she was a spoiler, well, she's a spoiler for Tina. Uh, she is a spoiler that hurts Tina. Yeah. And people, uh, they don't see it that way. But anyway, Alan Thayer, thank you so much for your help and digesting that stuff and making, I think people were getting real excited about the Supreme Court, which they should, but I think they were thinking it was more supreme than it was and that that's still a big battle in there. But it's good to see some court, especially in a state like New York, um, start to say some of the same, same, same things that we've been saying as people um, for two years. And that's a good thing. Well, and, and we're starting to see, I think, the legal tide turn. So this is an example of that. Um, the uh, settlement that we've talked about before, um, I think from Illinois, $10 million to terminated workers and to those workers who were uh, who applied for exemptions, they were denied and they were forced to get vaccines. And then over an additional $2 million in attorney fees for the plaintiffs. This was by a settlement. Um, but as we're starting to see these come in, I, I think it's an indication that uh, legally um, the, the tide is changing. Yeah, things are changing. Alan Thayer, thank you. We will see you on um, election night and we're going to do a little predictions. We'll see how those polls are coming and we'll kind of get people and uh, out there thinking about it. OK. All right. Look forward to it, Rick. Always great to talk with you. Thank you. You too, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for the information. We appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Bye. All right. So election night, Alan will be here and we're going to have polls closer. We'll see more. Um, we'll know a little bit. Now we're going to check in with Brian Miskimmons in our, our weatherman. Uh, just a second. I want to run my ads and then we're going to get to Brian because he's got some information about what's coming up. And I'm going to tell him about how cold I got today. This is Dr. Michael Bradley from Chris Dental. Our local schools have become a cesspool of negativity, wokeism and hatred towards America. We politicize our education, we focus and care more about CRT indoctrination rather than teaching the basics. It's no wonder why our kids don't want to stay in school and we're in the grips of a mental health crisis for young people. We need to take back our schools, we need parents who will fight for our children, we need a change and we need it now. Don't wait to get involved. and wellness and today we're not talking hyperbarics we're talking light therapy this is what we call our power bed so it does red blue and infrared light therapy and for those that don't know red blue and infrared light therapy is great to help our bodies have more energy help our bodies recover works with inflammation so it's a double kind of like a one-two punch if you will with hyperbarics followed by the light therapy or even standalone light therapy this machine specifically has eight different modes. Mode one is for chronic pain. Mode two is for recovery. 
Then we have relaxation, a mode for skin to help with psoriasis, different things like that, help pump collagen, so it helps folks keep that youthful look. Mode five is for performance, which athletes really like. Six is energy, seven is power healing, and then eight is body balance. If you would like more information, please feel free to give us a call at 541-636-3278 or look us up online at newleafeugene.com. And I'll tell you what, that light therapy is the best. <clears throat> I love that. And then Tamara Brilson on here says she's totally off topic. Now she's on topic, but I'm trying New Leaf Hyperbarics after an auto accident. It's amazing. So glad you have them on. I never would have known, and I highly recommend them. That's why we're here. Um, people like that. Uh, Tamara, if get a hold of Matt, and I'll tell, I'd love to have you on the show to kind of explain what's going on with that. That'd be super cool. Now, Brian Miskibbins joins us. How you doing, man? I, you know, I stepped outside a few minutes ago when I was getting ready to get on here, Rick, and I go, I need to go back in and get my winter coat. <laughs> it, I, I, my body hasn't totally adjusted. It's probably 45, but I wanted to draw your attention to something over my shoulder here. You see that off in the distance? The Mission yeah. Mountains covered in snow. Yeah. It's like that here. Everything around us. And so Kathy and I went on a mountain bike ride today. And she goes, you think we'll run into snow? Well, we didn't have any on the road. But it was like uh -huh. 39 degrees and we were bundled, but we got up there and it wasn't bad going up because you're working hard going up hills. Oh, yeah. down, we were coming down. It was like four miles of downhill. We had to stop twice and put our hands in gloves under yeah. our armpits. And then when I got home, I'm not kidding you, Brian, I came in the house and I told Kathy, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I mean, oh, I yeah. so, my hands were so cold. And I've never, I've gone skiing. I've done all that. I've never felt like that. And I, and she says, I guess we're going to have to go buy those, those mittens that they have in Costco that have, the, you know, hundred dollar mittens with the, the, uh, the little batteries in them or something. Cause I'm not going to right. I was going to say those are great. Or the other ones that we use are the, the hand warmers, the, you know, they're disposable, I think at the end, but yeah, they're yeah. the hand warmers, you can just tuck inside your glove. And those work great too. Uh, I can tell you this though, uh, a few days ago, Rick, it was looking like oh, this might just be a temporary thing with the downward trend in temperatures, at least here in Montana. Some of the latest data, now this is strictly talking for the Northern Rockies, is now saying, guess what? Just after Halloween, uh, Southwest Montana, especially closer to where you're at, could be in for an all out snowstorm early next week. So are you ready? <laughs> are you kidding me, seriously? Yeah, some uh, w one particular model, like Tuesday, Wednesday timeframe, it spins up a low area of low pressure that tracks tracks in from the southwest. And as it tracks in, we here in northwest Montana kind of get clipped by it, but it goes right over your area and it gives you guys a nice dumping of snow in that Tuesday, Wednesday timeframe. So about a week from now, that's just a couple of the forecast models showing that. But the way the trend is setting up, that was certainly would be something we're going to be watching. Well, I'm ready because I had my chimney sweep was just here. And the guy comes in, he's super cool. He comes in and he has a top hat. Like, like, no, oh, seriously, seriously, like chitty, chitty, bang, bang. And yeah. he's all, you know, he's all dirty and he's really nice guy has his, has his top hat in and he comes in and, um, he, he starts, he looks at our thing and this is a typical Montana person. This is typical uh -huh. Montana business person. He goes up on the roof, looks at everything like that. And he goes, you know, to be honest, it doesn't need cleaning. Um, yeah. I put, he put screen on my top because the birds come down into my fireplace. So he put screen on there and he goes, let's just, let's just call it even. And Kathy's nice. like, no. So we gave him a, you know, we just gave him a check with some, you know, some we yeah. pay him what he normally charges, but we just paid him some money and, but he didn't even want to take money for it. And that is so, yeah. that is so typical in Montana and yep. it really is 
warm and refreshing. So tell me, what's the forecast for Oregon? What's Idaho? What are, what are other people looking at? So let's start out on the West Coast. So uh, Thursday night into Friday. So tomorrow into Friday, we're going to see a cold front come in from the northwest part, of, uh, northwest Oregon, southwest Washington. That's going to drape across the central and southern Willamette Valley as we go later Thursday into Friday. Now, it looks like Friday for those of you in the Oak Ridge, Eugene area, Lane County, you start dry. You're going to see rain develop. So any football games Friday night do look wet once again. And then we go into later Friday into Saturday. That front kind of stalls out as it looks right now on the models. So kind of stalls out over the central and southern Willamette Valley. And then by Saturday morning, it should all start to shift off to the south and to the east. Meanwhile, here in Montana, we're just talking about scattered rain and snow showers. Snow level bumping between about 3,500 and 4,500 feet over the next couple of days. But either way, kind of a raw fall day is coming up as we go through the weekend. Now, speaking of the weekend, for back to Oregon and Washington, looking mainly dry Saturday, just some scattered showers after you get rid of that morning rain on Saturday, and then going dry, mainly dry Saturday afternoon. Can't rule out those stray showers. Sunday starts dry, and then we see another cold front move in late in the day, Sunday into Monday. Now, the all-important trick-or-treating time, for those of you west of the Cascades, Oregon and Washington, Rain Monday morning, Halloween morning, but then should taper off to showers by Monday evening. The only caveat in that is if that secondary front on Monday gets hung up again in the central and southern Willamette Valley, the rain could take a little bit longer to shut off. But, of course, I'll be watching that. And then going out here in uh, western Montana, we're talking about the looks like some morning, probably rain or snow showers on Monday a mix of rain and snow showers on Monday and then drying out just in time for trick or treating, but cold. So definitely. And then, uh, like I said, we're watching for Montana, the potential of a spin up area of low pressure coming up Tuesday and Wednesday, which could definitely bring us uh, parts of our state, especially Southwest Montana, the potential for some, uh, a snowstorm coming up mid next week. Well, here in Townsend on, on Halloween night, the town kind of all the businesses get together and they have like a little the kids go through town and do trick or treating at the different businesses and stuff. And yep. one of the thing interesting, I talked to a rancher who's going to be on the show in November. I met her at a prayer breakfast the other night. Super cool lady. And uh, they brand um, coming up in January, February and March yeah. they do branding. And so, she, mm -hmm. so she's invited Kathy and me to go over and shoot some video and also help them brand their calves. So I'm so it. That's one of the, you know, it's interesting. I have a lot of uh, friends out, up here in the northwest part of the state that are ranchers as well. And I remember, I think it was in 2019, I got to back up here a step. Yes, February 2019 into March of 19. It was, um, there were a bunch of, uh, it was calving season up here at that point. And we had one of the snowiest and coldest stretches of weather. In fact, I'll tell you this, this is looking out on a street. And you could not, it was single lane traffic. And if you can picture this behind me on this two lane road, there were snow berms that were equal in height to like a passenger car on both sides of the road because it had just snowed constantly. And out where I work at the radio station, uh, we had six to seven foot drifts out there out at that time. So, and the, the, you know, they're trying to save cattle out on these ranches and farms. So that's one of the things that's always a time of concern, which of course we'll address that as we get closer into later in the winter, but it certainly, it's something that's a sight to behold, but I'll tell you hats off to our farmers and ranchers. Cause boy, they work so hard. Yeah. And we love their product. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Brian, yeah. Brian, thank you so much for joining hey, thank us you, Rick. Hey, Talk I'll to see you next, you next week. week. Okay. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Isn't that a nice addition to the show?
to have somebody actually doing weather. I've been looking for that. And then all of a sudden I realized, wait, Brian, you're a friend of mine. Your father-in-law is a friend of mine. And and then we start talking and it all worked out. So once, at least once a week, he's going to be here uh, to give us a weather forecast for you guys, for us. Um, oh, one other funny thing. What's Tom saying? It sounds like fun. Put the dancer D on it. Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to put my own D on there, Tom. Um, one other thing I found today, I was talking to this guy and I said, my you know, last name was Dancer. And he said, um, have you met Dancer in town, our dancer here? And I go, what? So apparently there's some guy that drives around in a car. He's kind of a character and they all call him Dancer. So I'm going to I'm going to find him and I'm going to do an interview with Dancer and we'll see what that's all about, because this town ain't big enough for two dancers, <laughs> let alone three with my wife. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, you guys, thanks for joining us again. Share this on your page with other people so they understand what that Supreme Court ruling in New York means and what it doesn't mean. And then tomorrow night, Kim's going to be here doing some Halloween stuff, getting you guys in the, in the western part of Oregon ready for Halloween. Um, Bill London will be here with his uh, with a newscast that wraps up kind of what's been going on for the week. You do not want to miss that. Compton Family Wines will be here uh, to tell us what's going on with the, in the winery world and uh, remind us what's happening. And uh, Rob might even be here from Charleston. I'm not sure. I haven't heard back from him yet. So again, we want to thank our sponsors, New Leaf Hyperbarics uh, and Wellness Center. Um, remember, November over Thanksgiving, Black Friday, there's this Green Saturday and you can get all your treatments for the year. You buy them all at once and they put them on special and you can buy as many as you want to last you through the whole year. That We'll be talking more about that with Matt. Um, also, we want to um, thank Buck Sanitary Service. And also we want to thank um, Al Chris Dental Family Dentistry. Um, make, make your appointments, get your stuff done. If you're looking for the best crowns, he only uses American crowns. Crowns made right here in the USA. In fact, they're made in Idaho. Um, and he doesn't get anything from China. So that's where you're getting your product from. All right. I'm Rick Dancer. We will talk to you tomorrow night right here, five o'clock Oregon time, six o'clock mountain time, and wherever else you live, you can figure that out on your own. <laughs> Have a good night. See ya.